The scripture today is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, and I'm reading, I'm reading from the New International Version. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What you're listening to? song called Imagine by John Lennon, released in 1971 in an album of the same name. Familiar? John Lennon was shot to death by a maniac fan in 1980 for no apparent reason. I remember my sister crying. I was little. I remember my sister just bawling for hours when that happened. This particular song reached number three in the United States and number one in the UK in 1971. Great anthem of peace and unity lists all of the things that John Lennon sees as being divisive in our, in our history. Countries and possessions, and not the least of which is religion and heaven. John here, John Lennon, seems to be asking us to imagine a world where all the things that divide us now disappear. They were gone. He finally be brought together. Sharing all the world. Sharing all the world. Lennon also says, "Imagine all the people living for today." Seems to be suggesting that one of the ways religious communities get off base, they are focused on the things to come and relegating their responsibility for the here and now. In other words, we are so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. Thank you, John. <laughs> I have to say in a lot of ways, Mr. Lennon and I have a, a lot of agreement. Where I think we differ is really what is it to be imagined? As I said, John Lennon seems to suggest that if all these things suddenly disappeared, we wouldn't have things to fight about anymore, and we'd all of a sudden 
be brought together. And I, just, I wonder if it's really that easy. If peace is really about getting rid of these institutions and things that seem to divide us. Is there something deeper going on? I guess what I have to say is that if we can imagine a world where all the people live in together in peace, then the things that are used to divide us will no longer have the power to divide us. The, where John and I disagree is I don't think religion or heaven or possessions or countries are the things that divide us but are being used to bring discord and not peace into the world. What all this hinges on, I believe, is our ability to imagine things very differently. And this is exactly what Paul was getting at in his letter to the Ephesians. He prays in this letter, that we would know the vastness of God's love in Christ and the power that it is at work in us doing more than we could ask or imagine. In other words, he's saying, you know, God is at work in you. And if you just let that spirit that's working inside of you take hold, pretty soon the things the dreams you dreams and the and the imagination comes to life and then we're ready to be used of god amen he tells us to let ourselves dare to imagine a, the world differently and tells us that the love of god within us through the spirit is at work on these things and at work in us doing even more than we could possibly ever comprehend or dream of and today as i read this scripture i feel invited and i invite you too to be captivated by this idea of imagination and how we might imagine the kingdom of god even in this world the imagination is an incredibly powerful thing it can it can take us to the heights of passion. It can remove us to a whole other place. Uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of a history buff. And my, uh, what I love about history is just imagining myself in another time, in another place, and experiencing the things that are written down in the history books. And I find my mind just taking me there so often. I used to do a lot of acting too and my favorite part my what I loved about acting is imagining that I was someone else <laughs> and how, what that might be. In fact, I was a big my favorite actor when I was a kid was Jimmy Stewart, right? Everyone knows who that is. I love Jimmy Stewart and every movie he was in I kept saying to myself, "Oh, I want to do that like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I want to be a senator when I grow up or uh, anatomy of a murder. I wanted to be a lawyer, right? And and then I thought well, maybe I just want to be an actor <laughs> and, and get to pretend to be all those things like Jimmy Stewart. That's why I want to be Jimmy Stewart. That was the problem. But it was this, this powerful imagination. That, that, that was the power of, of, uh, of all of that, of, of reading history, of, of acting on the stage. It's the ability to imagine something else. Imagination has its dark side as well. Uh, when one uses their imagination to escape reality and the responsibility we have there, that's kind of an unhealthy imagining, isn't it? A little escapism is okay, but 
eventually we have to face what's going on. And when the, ab- when the imagination is used to objectify, and when fantasy is used to obscure the realities of the world, it's also not a, not a healthy imagination. But to allow oneself to dare to dream of possibilities beyond their own comprehension or their own skills to produce. To dream God-sized dreams. Things that take not our own strength or our own ability, but are only going to be accomplished by the Spirit of God. Amen. God-sized dreams. God-sized imaginations. Powerful things. It is indeed a good thing. The real story here is that it is not that God is performing miracles around us to watch and observe. The power, as Paul says, the power that is already at work within you is the thing that is exciting. In other words, God invites us into the process of all that God is doing. Not just to be handled and managed by God and left to wonder where God is going with all of this, but to be empowered by God and given all that is needed to do more than we could dream or imagine. So not only does God instill within us, within our spirit, this longing for a better world, but God doesn't say, okay, now sit back and watch me do it. God says, no. The Spirit that is at work within you is already moving us toward those dreams. And I'm inviting you, God says, into the process of imagining the kingdom of God in the world we live in today. It has been this ability to dream big and to believe that God can do it. And it is in fact at work doing it now that has brought Christ's salvation to so many over the millennia. We are here today the benefactors of people's ability through the Holy Spirit to imagine something bigger, something better. And many of us have personal stories about how that imagination even saved our lives. The drunk who could not imagine life without the bottle but finds the ability to never touch another drop. The drug addict who sold herself on the streets and somehow manages to piece her life back together one brick at a time. The accountant who embezzled millions and then returns it so that he can live life again. A little poorer, but better. The mobster who turns prison chaplain. The gangster who turns social worker. The prostitute turned wife and mother with a growing faith. The young goofball with ADD who finally gets through college and then grad school and then becomes a a pastor of a church in Salt Lake City. (laughs) The man who faces the abusive father and confronts the reality of it, learning not to be victimized by all those memories anymore, but imagining a whole and healthy life. The woman who pushes people away out of fear, getting hurt, a fear of getting hurt, finally learning to trust and taking those steps towards it. The average guy who chooses to live an extraordinary life in service of humanity. The family that chooses the simple life as a statement about faith and possessions. The liar who finally tells the truth in spite of all the pain it brings. The long journey to wholeness for each of us 
begins with the imagination. The only way forward from where we are now begins with our imagination. To dare to dream and to imagine things different, things better, things whole, things life-affirming and life-giving. Imagining healing of our hurts and our wounds. And then we are able to move ahead. But it begins with being able to picture it. and Finding the hope in the possibility. And then to live into the reality of it through, as Paul says again, the power that is at work within us. Now, that is able to do abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. Because here is the gift. Here is the, 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 the nugget within all of this. It's not that God is saying to you or that Paul is saying to you, hey, physician, heal thyself. Get over it. Move on. Can't you see that tomorrow is a better day? Suck it up. That's not helpful, is it? But what Paul says is, dare to imagine because there is a Spirit of God at work within you that is going to empower you to make it happen. Amen? There is a Spirit of God at work already inviting us to join that Spirit in what it's doing. Inviting us to move into the reality of that hope born out of imagination. And we imagine within ourselves that God has given us all that we need to shine the light of Christ in this neighborhood, in Salt Lake City. Can we imagine what that looks like for First Baptist Church? Can we imagine within ourselves that we can, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, be a place of healing a place of compassion, a place of transformation, and a place of new life. Amen. Can we imagine that with Christ at work within us, we ourselves can change, transform, grow, evolve, become? Can we each and every one of us, Pastor Curtis included, can Pastor Curtis imagine all those sins that I don't tell you about can go away? can be dealt with, that I can be better than I am. Not on my own strength alone, but by the Spirit that is at work within me and the Spirit that is at work within you. Can we imagine that we as a church can address the issues that plague the world today and provide God-inspired solutions and be part of the solution. Not one big magic pill, but one person at a time. One ministry at a time. One mission at a time. Transforming the world, spreading the love of God, and changing the hearts of the people we come in contact with through our compassion, through our love, through our ability to live into the hope born out of imagination.
And we ourselves see ourselves as the hands and feet of Christ, bringing hope, bringing salvation, bringing love to this hurt and broken world. It is our calling. Amen. Can we imagine making a difference? A friend of mine was a, his name's Mark Rambo. <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> a friend of mine, Mark Rambo, was the pastor, the associate pastor at Olympia First Baptist Church. And they were, they were doing their long-range strategic planning. And Pastor Rambo went and got the, the city plans for the next, the 10-year plan for the city. And when he looked at the, the 10-year plan, the city planners had gotten rid of First Baptist Church. It wasn't there. In their 10-year, Olympia didn't see... Olympia First Baptist as being that so significant that it thought within 10 years this church will be gone. My God. Boy, that motivated him. <laughs> he brought that to their attention. And I guess I would say to us too, how big a difference? I mean, are the city planners, do they know we're here? Do they rely on us being here? Or are they hoping we die in 10 years and move on? And free up this space for something worthwhile. Something relevant. Oh, I hope it doesn't come to that, Lord. I hope we, people, we make such an impact in this city that for the next 50 years, they plan on our presence. In fact, they depend on it. Amen? I am not going to sit back and I pray you won't either and allow the city planners to imagine a world without First Baptist Church. And it's through our ability to imagine how we can transform this city that we will make that impact. In Paul's prayer, it's in Paul's prayer that we be motivated and empowered by this imagining to the point that we will never write the church off this plan. That we would comprehend the breadth and the length, and the height, and the depth of Christ's love, and that in that love we may realize, not just imagine, but realize, not just dream, not just hope, but realize all that God has given us, and God's deepest hopes for creation. I end with a quote from John. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Perhaps one day you'll join us. World will be. Let us pray. Loving God, we we sometimes look around us and we wonder what can we ever do. We sometimes see the task of the church to bring salvation to a hurt and broken world. As too big. And we ask this day, God, even as some of us face our own lives and we see the obstacles in our own lives as being so tremendous that it's hard to imagine a whole and a happy life, we invite Your Spirit today to instill within us a longing, an imagination, a passion, if you will, for the Kingdom of God within ourselves, within our own lives, and within this church, and in this city.
and beyond. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do. In the precious name of Christ we pray. Amen.